This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Otis Barnett and Calvary Church in Inverness, Florida. For more information, please visit InvernessCalvary.com. Well, this morning, as you can see, we have Pastor Steve Mayanja with us. We've been partnering with Pastor Steve for uh, over a decade with Ron and Shirley DeVore. Uh, our, initial, um, our initial connection was through a wild Greek named Dean Niferatus. Some of you have been under his ministry before. And, uh, of course, Dean has been out there and partnered with them many, many times. And so I really want to uh, encourage you this morning to open up your ears and open up your heart. God has a word for you, and he wants to do something significant through your life. So would you welcome again Pastor Steve Mayanja. Thank you very much for sending us. Next time I come, I'll let you know what God is doing through us together. Teamwork makes the dream work. So, and that's what we are going to hear today. If you came with your Bible, open with me the Gospel of John chapter 6. The Gospel of John chapter 6, I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 15. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, from verse 1. Amen. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the first shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountain and sat down with his disciples. The Jews' Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and he saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him. For Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another disciple came, Andrew Simeon, Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. And the men sat down, about 5,000 men. 5,000. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the, the pieces that are left overs. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and they filled the 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves, leftovers, by those who had eaten. After the people saw the miraculous signs that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intend to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Father, we thank you for your word, the bread of life, the living water, the transforming power, the word that gives us understanding of the will of God for our lives. This day, as we partake your word, I pray, Holy Spirit, you inspire the people who wrote these scriptures. May you give us illumination and understanding that as we partake this word, each one of us will receive 
understanding of the treasures hidden in the scriptures. That we will know what we are called to do. And what we are supposed to do during our lifetime. Whatever I plan to say and to teach as a man added to the altar. I ask you, Spirit of God, come and teach us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Jesus loved to work with people. And our message today is God is looking for partners. God is looking for co-workers. God is looking for people who can team up with him to advance his kingdom. God is looking for men and women who can team up with him to show the world who he is. God is looking for people who can invest their lives, their talents, their resources, their bodies into his kingdom so that together he can change the world. I don't know why God Almighty decided to co-work, to co-create with man. It's because he created everything that only one creation, man, we are the only people in his image. Elephants, lions, chickens, and all that, they are not in his image. It's only us he created in his image. And we have his nature. We have God's genes. So that's why he does not want to do anything without us. And it's amazing that he trusts us more than we trust him. Because from the beginning, when you read Genesis, God started right away. He said, let us make a man in our own image. In the image of God, God created man and woman. And after he created them, in chapter 2, as he was creating all these things, whatever he created, he did not name it anyone, any name. He said, Adam, come, let us co-create. Let us work together. So he created this huge thing, and he brought it and said, Adam, what's this? Elephant. Good. <laughs> he goes and creates something else. What's this? Lion. So whatever he was creating, I mean, even he created these bugs we hate. And these bugs, they cockroaches, what's this? Cockroaches. I mean... <laughs> God, whatever he does, he wants us to team up with him. Everything. All the spiders you fear, you Americans. We gave them the name spiders. So God, whatever he does, he wants to team up with us. But we, but us, we run away from him. We say, you know, don't do it yourself. You are God. You don't need us. God said, come on, let us work together. Let us team up together. When he planned, they made a plan of salvation of man. They said, we need to go to the earth. We need to find a willing, younger, virgin girl. They found Mary, a virgin, innocent girl. Busy with her fiance planning a wedding. And it God came and said, can you team up with me? Can you invest your womb in my ministry? So Jesus can be born in there, and then you give birth to him. He said, okay, no problem. You and me, let's, let's do it. I'm your handmaid. So God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, teamed up together with the God the Son, with Mary, and the, the Savior we always worship. And Joseph said, Mary, what is that? You were eight, now you were nine. No, stay away from me. <laughs> and God said, no, 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 Joseph. You have to join my team. Let's team up together and let us do the work. So God told Joseph, 
Don't run away. I need you to partner with me to bring salvation to all the world. Joseph, who has already lost the temper, very angry, God said, can you cool down? I need you to team up with me. I can't do this alone. I need you, man. You go. Marry her. Don't sleep with her. First, let us finish this assignment. Name the boy Jesus. Be a guide. Protect him. Let's work together, Joseph. So Joseph also joined the team with Mary. And God was able to bring a savior to us. But he teaming up with us, with man, with women. When he was preaching, people were pushing him. He had to borrow a boat. He said, Peter, can you come help me? Can I use your boat? Sure. So he used the Peter's boat to preach to the masses. He wanted to go to Jerusalem. He was going to walk. And he said, can you find somebody who can allow me to use his donkey? So he borrowed the donkey. Everything he did, he borrowed the upper room to have the last supper. Even when he died, they borrowed the tomb. He wanted to team up with us. He wanted us to invest our resources, our lives, our hands, our feet into his ministry. So he can do the miracles. Now here we see Jesus is crossed the sea and he's on the other side. Today Jesus is walking in South America, he's walking in Asia, he's walking in Africa, he's walking in Inverness, he's walking everywhere. He's walking, crossing, and he has so many people he meets. People are there disparate. He sees them. And when he crossed over to this tribe, the Tiberias, great crowd of people gathered because they saw him healing the sick, performing miracles. Jesus, the bread of life. Jesus, the healer. He's the bread of life, and also he has a physical bread. So everyone wanted him to be healed, to get life, rivers of life. They all followed him. And the Bible says he had compassion on them. And other writers said he stayed there with, the, with them for days, teaching them. People were there listening. They never looked at their watches. They are there, three days, feeding him. And then the disciples, thinking like we are thinking all these days, came to Jesus and said, hey, it, this is the third day. It's getting dark. Tell them to go look for their food. We want to tell them, you go. Take care of yourselves. Go. And Jesus said, no, you feed them. Feed them. Philip, where can we get the food? Let's, and Philip said, Jesus, do you know how many people are here? 5,000 men. And if we have 5,000 men, that means we have eight or 10,000 women. Yeah. Then we have like 10,000 children. Because wherever we gather as men, women are always more than us. And then the children are more than us. So they only helped us to count men. So what Philip is telling him, Jesus, what you think is impossible. Jesus cannot tell you to do what is impossible. When you team up with him, things happen. By the time he asks you to do something, he knows you have the potential. You have the power. You have the knowledge. You have the ability. You are able. Because it's not your ability. It is his ability through you. 
He just wants you to team up with him so together you, Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, can perform miracles, can feed the multitude, can heal the sick, can bring people into salvation. He doesn't, he's God. He could just go to India and say, all Indians get saved. And they all, and they all get saved. But he doesn't do that. He said, you go tell them. Jesus can see people who are sick, and he could just say, let all those in hospitals be healed. And everyone will, the doctors will have no job. But he decided, no, I'm going to co-work with you. Can I borrow your hands, put them on the sick, and I heal them? No, what if he dies? What will people think? So we fear what people will think more than obeying God. That's right. Hallelujah. And so God is saying, no, come on, let us team up together and show these unbelievers that you and me, we are dangerous. Yeah. That you and me, we can do what looks impossible. And for us, we say, no, Lord. I would be ashamed if you, don't do, if you don't show up. And so this is what we see here. Multitudes are gathered. And the Bible says, when Jesus said that, where can we get food? He was testing the disciples. Because Jesus knew what he was going to do. He knew he had a younger boy with a willing heart. A younger boy with a spiritual ears who hear the voice of God. A younger boy with a spiritual eyes who see what God is doing. And he team up with God. A younger boy who had a spiritual mind to perceive what is going on. And he team up with God. So he tells the disciples, come on, look for food. We have to feed these people. Don't send them away. I can see the disciples going among the 20-something thousand people saying, come on, anybody, invest your lunch. Invest your lunch in Jesus' ministry. Anybody, anybody. All the 5,000 men had their lunch boxes and they all kept quiet. Don't tell me that among all those people, only the boy had the bread. Don't tell me that among all those women and the children, only the boy had the fish. But that is us. We just hold on what we have and say, mm, not me. And God wants you to team up with him. We want to see the miracles, but we don't want to be part of the miracles. And God said, I want us to work together like I did with Adam. I want us to work together so I can advance my kingdom because I created you in my image to have dominion, to subdue, to rule. And for us, we are scared. The enemy has corrupted us. But God wants to use you not the bishop, not the pastor, not the apostles, but the believers, yes. the disciples. The Bible says these signs are follow the believers, yes. not the, the not the apostles, not the the bishops, not the prophets. The believers. Are we all believers? So all of us have Jesus in our hearts. We have the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Father's presence is with us. So we are the moving covenant box today. Because God, the Trinity, dwells in you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy. God used to be in the box. And they used to carry him in the box. His presence. Wherever they, God moved in the box. Wherever they took the covenant. Until God said... I am tired of being in the box. I will no longer be in the box. I will dwell among my people. So now he dwells in us. 
So when we say, Jesus, come into my life, he comes in. The Father comes in. The Holy Spirit comes in. So we are the moving covenant box. So when you move into your place of work, God will move in. When you move into the mall, can you imagine the boxes full of the of God moving into the mall? That's why wherever we move in, God moving, the devil move out. Because we have the presence of God. That's why when we move in the village where witch doctors have been the rulers, the dominators, we move in. We are, the, we are the covenant boxes carrying the presence of God. When we move in, the devil move out. When you move into somebody's house, you bring God to somebody's house, the devil move out. That's why Jesus is saying, can I use your feet? You see, we pray, Father, save my drunkard neighbor. I command him to get saved. And God said, I heard. Can you get off your knees? Uh-huh. Can you take me to your neighbor? No, that man is very bad. <laughs> you don't know my neighbor. My neighbor is impossible. What Jesus wants is, can I borrow your feet and take me there? Because when you go to your neighbor, you are carrying Jesus, you are carrying the Holy Spirit, you are carrying the Father. Very dangerous. You are a great army. So what he wants is you to take him. And when you reach there, he say, now, let's talk to him. I'm scared. No, can I borrow your mouse and we talk to them, tell them I love you. And you say, I'm not telling them. So we have rebelled, and God is looking for co-workers. He cannot talk without talking through you. He cannot go to the village without going through you, with you. He cannot talk to people without using your mouth. He cannot heal without you laying hands on them. Hallelujah. So... That's why God is calling the church. The Bible says, Romans 10, verse 13 to 15. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he said, how can they be saved? How can they be saved? How can they believe the one they have not heard of? And then he said, and how can they hear without their preachers? And then he say, and how can they preach if they are not sent? So we team up together with God. Others we pray for the harvest. Others we send. Others we go. So we all work together with God to change the world. Yeah. Hallelujah. So like when you sent us in Ghana, we went. You sent us. Hallelujah. So what is he saying? And as he concludes, he says, verse 15, how beautiful are those, the feet of those who bring good news. What he missed to say next is, how stinking are the feet of those who don't preach the gospel. <laughs> so if you don't involve yourself in investing with God, you have stinking feet. If you pray for the harvest, you invest your life into harvest, you invest into Jesus' ministry, you partner with him, you have beautiful feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, now, among all these 20 plus thousand people, the only one with beautiful feet was the boy. Because God wants to change he wants to preach. He wants these people to see him. He wants these people to, to repent. He wants these people to understand the power of God, who he is. He is the king of kings, lord of lords, a savior, a healer, a provider, a protector. He's among them. And he's asking. He, he doesn't want to, to see them and he say, Okay, chicken, calm down, Kentucky 
Kentucky Fried Chicken. Rain here. Warm hamburgers come. Okay, Mexican dishes come. What else do you want? Huh? Jesus would have done that. And all the Kentucky Fried Chicken just and and the hamburgers, warm one, hot. They landed. But he said, no, I don't want to do that. I want people to partner with me. Like Adam and God, we created, and he was my co-creator, my, co my, my companion. So he's asking all these people, come on, anybody? Do you have anything we can team up? Invest your lunch so we can perform miracle here. And all the 5,000 men kept quiet. They, heard, they said, and I can imagine the wife saying, honey, I said, don't even think about it. That's our food. And I can see the wife thinking, and the husband said, what will your children eat? You. But this boy said, if I go hungry, let me go hungry. Let me invest my lunch in this man's ministry. So the boy said, hey, Andrew, Andrew, I have lunch. Here is my lunch. And I can see mommy say, stop it. That's your lunch. And the boy said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I just want to invest my lunch into this man's ministry. Let me invest my lunch. And the big sister looked and said, you, are, you give away your, your bread, your fish. I'm, you're not sharing with me. You forget. You don't, I'm not giving you my. And the mother said, and you know the father look, the father always just look that eye. That's just stop it. But the boy said, Father, I'm not stopping it. I am investing my lunch. Whenever you feel God is telling you to do something, there are millions of voices telling you don't do it. That's why we have missed our opportunity to co-work with God. To see miracles. We wonder why others are seeing miracles and we don't. Because we step back. We all hear the voice of God. We all know. Sometimes you get opportunity and you this is my time. God wants me to do this. God wants me to lay hands. God wants me to tell him that God loves you. Jesus loves you. God wants, I feel like I some of us even have visions and dreams, God telling us to go teach the youth, teach the children, go feed the homeless. Do this card. Where is it? Hallelujah. We, we, is, all those are opportunities for God to work with us. And he, he gives us opportunity. But we just say, no, 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 no. Let them go feed themselves. Let them go in the towns and look for food. But inside you know God wants to team up with you to make a difference. Hallelujah. So the Bible says this boy, despite of all the daddy's eye, mommy's spanking the hand, the big sister saying you are not sharing mine, the boy said... Andrew, take my lunch to that man. I'm investing my lunch. So God is asking us to invest our lunches. Invest our talents. Invest our resources. Invest our hands, our feet, our mouths, our lives. Let us be investors into God's kingdom. And then we will see miracles. Kevin went because God told him to go to Accra. He went to Accra. 
Then the voice of God said, North. He went to North. Then he led the younger man to Jesus. He abandoned him there, ran toward him. Don't you know that's the key? God gave you a key to the tribe. God wants to perform a miracle from the small beginning, from a small lunch, to use you to change a tribe. So he paid the tuition to Joseph in high school. He paid, he bought air ticket from Accra to Uganda, paid $660 every year for Joseph to be in the Bible college for four years. Joseph goes back because Kevin is co-working. Kevin is not a bishop, he's not a pastor, he's a believer. He's never stood at the pulpit like me. He's back there, but he had the voice of God. And when we, Joseph graduated, God spoke to me, go to Ghana. I came here and I told you. And thank God you bought the vision. Hallelujah. So what he started as Kevin leading one man. Can you put those pictures there, my brother? So from a small beginning, whatever small thing you give to God, he will multiply it. Hallelujah. So from that, put another picture, my brother, there, to that. Is that bad? Don't you want to be part of that miracle? Hallelujah. God is after, he, he just wants to demonstrate his greatness through us. I don't know why he doesn't do it himself, but he just wants to do it with us. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, this boy, Jesus got his lunch and said, thank you, God, my father. Now glorify yourself through this boy's lunch. And he gave to the disciples. And they distributed, and people ate. The men ate. The women ate. All the children. The big sister who said no sharing, he also ate. The father who looked and said, you give it, he also ate. The mother who said don't, he also, she also ate. And I can see the boy saying, hey, dad, that's my lunch. Everyone, you, you dad, you are eating my lunch. <laughs> Mom, we are also eating my lunch. <laughs> Do you see the joy of teaming up with Jesus? That even those who say, don't do it, they also eat from your fruit. They also become blessed through your involving with God. Hallelujah. So God is looking for us. 2017, can you rise up and say enough is enough. I'm going to team up with God to do what I've never done before. To go with God where I have never gone before. To be involved into what I have never been involved before. Some of you have visions and dreams. God doing great things through you. But you fear. You step back. You say, I think that's his head. Stop beating your head. God is speaking to you in visions and dreams. Say amen. Because God speaks to us. But we are stubborn. We don't want to obey. But when we reach in heaven, we will see the many opportunities we missed to partner with God, to team up with God, to invest ourselves into God's ministry. Hallelujah. So the Bible says they gathered all the 12 baskets. And I can imagine these disciples bringing the 12 baskets to the boy. Thank you for being available to invest in the master's business, master's ministry. And the father said, son, that was cool. Wow. That's. And say, I told you, daddy. And the mother said, wow, son. Yeah, because the boy 
had spiritual eyes to see what the father could not see, to see what the mother could not see. The boy saw what the 5,000 men could not see. God wants us to see what he's doing and let us be part of it. Hallelujah. Because he wants people to acknowledge him as king of kings. The Bible says that after the people saw this miracle, what miracle? They all ate. And they all left there. There were bread left, fish left. They said, this is a prophet to come. This is it. And the Bible said, they planned, come on, let us get this man by force and declare him our king. When you team up with God, people are going to declare Jesus their king of their lives. That's only what God wants. Team up with him so people can see Jesus through you and him teaming up. And they will declare, Jesus is my king. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my savior. And then you will be the winner of all the lost. God said, go make disciples. So you will be the one also making disciples. Can you be available to team up with Jesus today? Can you be willing this time? I don't know. We've been doing. Some of us, we do things and we think, that's enough. But God wants us to go to another level. There's a new video I'm going to, I gave it to Pastor. In his time, he will show it to you, but we showed it to the youth. I think he told you about the nation of Burundi. You also, you knew what's happening in Rwanda and the Burundi genocide, killing. But in the nation of Burundi, there was killing, ethnic killing each other, the two sons in the Hutus. And then these two boys, Ezekiel and Laban, they ran. And the father thought the boys were killed. The boys thought the father was killed. The boys ended up into a refugee camp in Tanzania for years. They grew up in the refugee camp. Then they ended up in Uganda, in my village, in our church, in our Bible college. <laughs> Jesus loves you, Bible college. During the Bible college, before they graduate, they got information, father is alive. The father came from Burundi to our house, and there was a great reunion in my house. And the boy Ezekiel went back and Laban to their village. And they started the church. When they told the people that Jesus is going to do great things here, the people said, <laughs> nobody comes in our village. No pastor, no leader, no government leader. For us, God forgot us. So Ezekiel told this community of Gisenia, let us pray. Let us fast. Let us invite Jesus in our village. When Jesus comes in our village, people from all the nations will come to see Jesus in our village. Politicians will come. Unwillingly, they teamed up with Ezekiel. They even started making bricks. They started collecting rocks. In 2010, God spoke to me to go to see Ezekiel in Burundi. People told me, you can't see, go there. There is no roads. I drove our van. You drive on big logs. They put logs. You, by face, you drive on those logs, thinking, knowing they will not break, and you dump into the river. And I reached at Ezekiel's village called Gisenia. My wife took pictures of Ezekiel's funny building, which was like this where they meet, and the bricks, they had made 60,000 bricks and had collected big rocks, believing God to come and help them to build a church. When I, when I returned to Uganda, my friend 
asked me, what was, how was your trip? I told them about Ezekiel. He sent $5,000. They started building a building. He sent another 10, built a building to hire. Somebody sent $31,000 to Womf. We completed the cathedral. You will see when you see that view. You will see it. They used to saw it on Wednesday. So then we started every year we built one classroom. So this year we built the first classroom. And I was there in August. But when I was there, people walk four or five miles to go for clean water. But God spoke to me. I have clean water for my people right here. When you team up, God wants to glorify himself. So I told them, there is clean water here. And they said, no, pastor. There is no clean water here. And I said, God said there is clean water here. We must be able, like that boy, to hear what God is going to do. One of them said, there is only that water. Just like this one said, there is only five loaves. So somebody told me, there is that water. I said, I need to go to that water. In the morning, I reached there. People walk through. The cows walk through. The goats walk through. And I said, Lord, you said the clean water. I said, move over the other side. I went to this side, and I saw bubbles. And God said, springs. So I told Ezekiel, do you know anybody who know about water? We got the man. He said, there are four springs. If we can filter that water, build a reservoir, get a pump, we will pump the water up to the school, to the church, to the community, and the government, when they knew we are looking at the water, the government officer came and said, we have our medical center there, no water. Can you think about us also? I was speaking at a conference in Alaska, Anchorage, and they, I said, what project do you want us to do? I told them, Clean water for the Burundians. How much? 15,000. And today, this week, the government, all of them heard about a miracle water. The president was supposed to come and be part of launching. But he sent the speaker of parliament to see what God is doing in Gisenya. They are drinking water, clean water, clean water. Can you be part of the miracles? I don't know what God is speaking to you this year and what God wants you to do. It could be this card the pastor was showing you that you can change that kid for life. It could be in Mexico, in Asia in Africa with us. Not all of us can be missionaries, can go, but we can send. But even in our environment, Christmas is coming. Your ungodly relatives will come. Can you ask the Holy Spirit, what can I do with this one? God is going to use me. If you are saying now, enough is enough, I'm ready to invest myself in God. You stand on your feet. Father, I thank you that you are God Almighty. Nothing is impossible with you. But nothing is impossible with you, but you delight to team up with us. And we who are so scared, nervous, and so uh, people who are nervous and we want to run from what you are doing. Forgive us. Because you created us in your own image. We have your DNA. We have your genes. But we let you down. We refuse to co-work with you, to co-create with you. And yet you want to use us to display your glory. To prove to the world that you are God. Forgive us, Lord, where we let you down and we broke your hearts. This time we are all standing up saying, Lord, 
the Spirit of God that stirred the heart of that boy to invest his lunch. Let that same anointing, let that same illumination, let that same anointing, let that same discernment that came upon the boy come upon all of us. That we will see what you are doing and will not miss our opportunity. We will not miss our window. We will not miss our season. We will understand our season to team up with you, to partner with you, to co-create with you, so that you can change the world. I release the presence of God upon us. I rebuke the spirit of fear. You have hindered the people so much, and I command the spirit of fear, go in the name of Jesus. You have hindered us. You have intimidated us. You have mixed us up, and we've missed our windows of opportunity to partner and co-work with God. But this time we are rising up as a church of Jesus Christ in America, as a church of Jesus Christ, and we are saying enough is enough. We are teaming up with God. We are co-working with God. We are going to co-create with God. So the nations will be saved. Let your presence overwhelm us, O God. Give us spiritual eyes to see what you are doing. Give us spiritual ears to hear your voice. Give us spiritual mind to perceive. Because you have not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Give us the sound mind so we can conceive what you are doing and be able to run the race you have set before us, to invest our lives, to invest our resources, our money, our time into what you are doing, our talents, that we will not hide our talents like a lazy man who hid his talents. Father, in Jesus' name, if there is anybody who is sick with the power and authority you've given me, I cast every sickness. I cast every disease. I command the pain. Live in the name of Jesus. I command the power of healing over God's children here. Those who have heart problems, ear problems, eye problems, Stomach problems. I command a power of healing over you. Back problem, teeth problems. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I release the presence of God, the healing power like electricity to surge through their bodies and make them whole. In the name of Jesus, I cast the root of cancer. You spirit of cancer, listen to me. I curse you and I command you, pack up and leave the children of God. They shall not die, but they shall live and proclaim that God, the living God, is the healer. May you heal your people. I cast diabetes spirit. Live in the name of Jesus. I pray the power of God to clean your blood. No more diabetes. No more high blood pressures. I pray that God give you a new heart, new kidneys, new livers, new intestines, new organs, new eardrums. For this is the day of restoration. Yeah. Whatever the devil has stolen from you. God is restoring your energy. God is restoring your body. God is restoring your healthy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing your people. Thank you for setting them free. We honor and praise you, God. Thank you for healing them. In Jesus' name. I love you. May God bless you. Continue praying for our ministry. Some of you heard what happened. Pastor Eddie, I went to Bible college with. We've been together 29 years. Pastor Scott, we've been together in Uganda 17 years. 
Pastor Kawesa, we started the organization in Uganda together. We are 28. This year, we are turning 59. They all, three of them died in a car accident on Easter Monday. I was supposed to be in that car. We are going for the meeting. And I told them, let me drive my car and leave it at the church. So pick me up. And I was following them, and their vehicle went over the cliff when I was watching them. So our ministry have been going through challenge because Papa Ron got dementia. Then we had these three leaders who just died. Thank God he has raised new leaders. And before they died, like two weeks, everyone told us, I feel God telling me I'm done. Like Kawesa has been our, vice, our chairman. He said, can Robert become the chairman? So Robert became the chairman. Scott, our missionary, for 17 years, he's been our administrator. He told me, Steve, can we hire our administrator? In February, we hired Alex to become the administrator. And in March 15, 16, 17, we had all our pastors for three days. And we introduced new leaders to the pastors. And on the 28th of March, Easter Monday, they died. Eddie, who has been pastoring in Maple Valley, Washington, before he flew to Uganda, he handed over his leadership to another pastor. And when we were in the Bible college, Eddie also told me, Pastor Mayanja, God has put me with you in Africa. I think I will even die there. And I saw him dying there. So we are, need your prayers. Pray for our new team. The new team is there, even in Washington, our World Outreach Minister Foundation. Dave Easterly, who has been our region director in Southern Sudan, is now our director for World Outreach Minister Foundation. So we have already reorganized. And they are putting me also on the board of World Outreach here. So we have changed the places, but we are moving on. The work has to be going on. So pray for us. We are more than conquerors. Amen. 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 Wow. What a great word. Awesome. Well, let's, let's just close in prayer today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for this word, Lord, that you could take the smallness of our life and multiply it and let us, Lord, see the joy of it being passed out to, to others, God. What a great, encouraging word, Father. And we ask, Lord, that you would give us all in, uh, courage, Lord, to do just that, Lord, that we would stand up, Lord, in this hour that is ours, God, and answer the call that you have for each one of us. God, would you bless our church, God, as they go, Lord, cause them to be light in this community, Lord, and bring them back to this place in the power of your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. We'll see you Thursday night for prayer. I hope you've enjoyed this message from Calvary Church. For more information on this message or to listen to other teachings, visit us at InvernessCalvary.com. Connect with us for all the latest news on services, events, and more through our website or by following us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening and God bless.